This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is the foam shadow, Emilio Danello. This is our full-time show, our initial reaction show. And I'm going to call Foam's embarrassing loss to Sheffield United. It was a 1-0 loss, but they scored in the fourth minute. And they held on to win this match. I'll give them credit, but I'm going to tell you right now, Emilio, I thought Fulham lost today to an average side. I think mm. they're going to be an average side. I know people predicting top six. We'll see. I want to give them full credit, but you know what? Fulham got what they deserved, which was absolutely nothing. So, Emilio, I'm going to go to you first. Give me your opening thoughts here. Well, why did we bother turning up to the game tonight? We've we've braved the cold weather, all this COVID nonsense that's going on, having to prove you're vaccinated, um, you know, wearing masks, you know, in the in the stadium and. You know, for that, for that performance, that was that was a bit that was awful. That was woeful from the first whistle right to the last whistle. Yep. You know, freezing my ass off in the car here at the moment. So I'm actually <laughs> full of shadow is back tonight. I'm not standing outside, you'd be glad to know, but it's uh right. I don't know, you know, why did we all bother to be honest? That performance was very, very woeful. Average performances, yep. poor performances throughout. And I agree with you, Sheffield United, okay, they got relegated with us last season. Very average team, but they had a game plan like most teams are having at the moment. They've got a game plan against Fulham. That's right. They've, and they've, these teams are proving to be successful. They've, you know, they're not giving us any space. They're pressing Emilio, us Emilio, we've been figured out. I can now say that. We have. We have. Out. We have. And we need, to, we need to change that very quickly because what was the commanding nine-point lead, I think it was, for, for, in automatic it's promotion? It's three, my friend. It's only three now. So, look, the pressure's on. Christmas fixture's coming up. COVID risks, you know, with players you know, dropping like flies potentially. And uh, you know what? 
what can you do? It's, you know, I braved it as, you know, not the many people out there tonight. You yep. know, it was midweek game on television, COVID, Christmas, you name it. A lot of reasons for people not to turn up. But for the brave few that did, I think we all deserve a gold medal for that because that was, a, that was a woeful performance and one I want to forget. Absolutely, Emilio. And let's just start here because we will talk about man of the match at the end. But I just want to just give full credit to you, to all the foam supporters for what they had to do just to get to Craven Cottage mm. to, to watch that and to actually sit through that or stand or whatever they did <laughs> to just deal with that. You know, again, um, I give them so much credit, everyone that showed up there and gave it their all to support Foam Football Club. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it right now. Man of the match goes to the Foam supporters. Yeah, absolutely. That's who the, man, of the man of the match goes to the Foam supporters. Let's not, let's not waste any time on that. I was going to wait to the end. Let's not waste any time. Man <laughs> of the match, Emilio, is the, the fans. Supporters. The fans, yeah, yep. absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. We've got the gold medal. It's, you know, we've got, at the end of the day, it's, it's my very first game watching Fulham all those years ago. It was 42 years ago. I was at home to Sheffield United, ironically, on Boxing Day 1980. And we beat um, we beat them two one. Gordon Davis, one you know, our co- one yeah. of our guests on College Talk, he scored a goal that day. So Gordon, if you're listening, I do remember you scoring against Sheffield United on Boxing Day all those years ago in 1980. But yeah, unfortunately, we weren't able to do the same tonight. We needed you. We needed you tonight, Gordon and Rob, for that matter. <laughs> we definitely could have used Gordon in this match. Maybe Rob as well. Yeah, Maybe Rob we could have well, used both absolutely. of them. Absolutely, we needed their qualities <laughs> tonight. And yeah, we just we just felt we just. We just looked lackluster. We looked slow, sluggish. How about predictable? Tired, predictable. Yeah, all these adjectives. We did look very predictable. And, you know, all fairness to Sheffield United, they scored yeah. very early on. Um, yeah. we, we should have defended that a lot better. Let's be honest. You know, defensively, we were nowhere. Tosin, you know, I've seen the replay. Tosin was nowhere to be seen. I thought Rodak could have done better. But, you know, I've been told Rodak wasn't at fault you know maybe okay. you know it was a good shot good strong run down the middle no tackle no dif- there was no nobody pressing there dif- there was a there. free ride to the goal free ride, Easy. free ride and it, and it wasn't a sh- the one wasn't a strongest shot on goal it's quite a tepid no. shot if anything bottom corner i thought Rodak could have done better but then i haven't seen a replay so i don't know what fans think well, am i being unfair to Rodak or okay. could he have done better well let's go right there you know emilio i've seen a a couple of views of this. And if you're watching live, feel free to share your thoughts. Do you put Merrick Rodak as uh, the person to blame for this goal? Obviously the foam defense opened mm. up like a chasm and, and, uh, yeah. and I just walked right through it. And it wasn't this hard, crazy shot. No, the announcer, the, the uh, announcing crew I had, the, the announcer I had basically said it was this tremendous goal. Emilio, I don't know if I would call it this tremendous goal. I would just say it was a good goal. It wasn't a goal of the season goal. But I have to ask the question. I'm asking the question. I've seen it a few times. And the announcer said, do you put some blame on Marek Rodak? So I don't know. I I, I put a lot of blame on the fact that he had a free ride to take a shot here. Exactly. For me, obviously, I'm side of the pitch. So all I can see is a surging run down the middle. Nobody putting in a tackle. Nobody getting their bodies in front of them. And you know, and that was also a story of tonight. We just we looked a lot, lot, lot more lightweight than Sheffield United. And it was quite telling tonight. But overall, but then when he when he connected with his shot, there wasn't a lot of power on that shot. It was okay. It was in a good position, you know, low yeah. in the corner. But I'd like to see the replay from behind the goal. Could Rodak have done better? 
or at least get closer to the ball. But I'm I can't not criticize sure about that. I, was, you know, I, was, I, was I would like to say yes, Emilio, but I am still more concentrated on how mm. and I just basically waltzed his way towards mm. the uh, penalty area and then took a yeah, shot. Yeah, too, so, too easy, too easy, right? Too that's easy. Thing. Too easy. Too easy. You know, so so again, that's uh, that's a good point for us to start on. And Emilio, just in general, because I was I was going to say poor first mm. half, we could mm. also say poor second half. But what's interesting about watching this, and after they scored the goal, I thought, okay, plenty of time, Emilio. Fulham will get their stuff together and really just take it to Sheffield United. And, and again, what I watched, and this is full credit to Sheffield United. They mm. were comfortable defensively, not just in the first half, mm. but in the second half. But if we're talking about the first half, I'm watching the ball go to one side, to the other side. It's very predictable. Mm. And I want to give... Peckenbottom a lot of credit because he really worked a way to take away Harry Wilson, take mm. away Kenny Tete, make us beat them in the middle, and we couldn't do it. We just kept mm. switching side to side, and they were doubling up on Cabano. They were doubling up on Wilson, and mm. they had a very good game plan. We could not break them down. So no. that is a credit to Sheffield United. But the bigger question is why couldn't we adjust? To what they were doing, it, it's not earth-shattering what they were doing, Emilio. No, no. And again, no. you get to halftime, and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to see a change. We'll talk about second half in just a few minutes because he does make a substitution. Mm. You know, we'll talk about bringing on Tom Kearney, but the first half, just poor, Emilio. Is there anything positive to take out of the first <laughs> half? I'll say the one positive to take out of the first half is that it ended. Yeah, absolutely. And then what was the only, there was a snapshot from Mitrovic, wasn't it? About 20, yep. 30 minutes into the game. That was the only not half chance of note, you know, half something chance. out of nothing. Half but chance. other than that, That's it. you know, all they kept doing is they got that early goal. They pressed us. They were time wasting from early on. So a bit like what Bournemouth did a couple of weeks ago, you know, got that early goal and there was that time wasting and time wasting and time wasting. And, yep. you know, we, they, they were pressing us. They were pushing us back. So again, Opposing teams are sussing us out now. You know, Cabano yeah. got little space. That's the bigger effect, issue I have. You know, Cabano's been a, our most productive outlet from 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 out wide this season. He's been out of the game and not not been a shadow of himself the last few games. It's it's not surprising to see, but the fact that we've scored few goals in the last five games, Cabano not being shining. Where's all our where's our where's our wit? There was no wits today, for example. Right, and Robinson that's what had I was an talking awful first about. half. Kete Tete, I think, was one of our better players today, but again, wasn't really being, didn't have the freedom to push forward. It is the the Sheffield United players got just pushing us back, pushing us back. They were physically stronger, trying to catch us on the break, trying to get those loose balls. We had no answer. Like you said, all we kept doing is, oops, sorry. I'm in the car and uh, it's, let me just hold on a second. Now you're really dark. Yeah, I'm very dark now. So, yeah. You're very dark. The shadow has gone fully dark now. Okay. (laughs) uh, yeah, and I just as far as I'm concerned, all we kept doing was get pushing back and pushing back. Right. And we were going sideways. That's all we could do. Right. We had no quality. Right. There's no invention. Right. We were predictable, as we've mentioned a few times. Yep. And you know, we thought, okay, go to going at half time, goal down, one one goal in it, we can make some changes. I thought he made the right decision to take, you know, to make the substitutions there. Tom Kenny yep. coming up, you know, I thought that was the right decision. But I agree. Again, you know, we you know, I was saying Steve Reynolds before you know, half time. I said, take Seri off, put Reed. More, you know, sitting back behind the in front of the defense and see if Tom Kenny can make a difference there. But equally, yep. Cavalio, you know, where was he tonight? Mitrovic he was, was isolated. Cavalio looked a lone passenger, looked to be yep. honest, 
looked out of his depths tonight, looked a lot lost, to be honest, yep. like a little kid lost in the park. That's, right. what he, that's what it felt like today. And, right. you know, you know, I don't want to just point a finger on him. The whole team just didn't, the balance didn't look right. And we were lacking quality in, you know, good good technique at times. Our passing yep. wasn't as good as it could do. And Sheffield United right. had a game plan and it worked. So, you it know, we are being found well. out. We are being found yeah. out. We can't keep defending the team here. Five games without a win, nope. albeit one defeat. But that's nope. not that's anything but promotion form, to be honest. So no, got to this change is an issue way. now. This has now become an issue, Emilio. And I just shared this comment. If they're doubling up, it means that there are spaces elsewhere. And I got to tell you, it's a good point because, again, they weren't able to move mm. the ball quick enough or they weren't mm. finding the open spaces because, again, full credit to Sheffield United. I'm, I'm going to share some more comments. We've got some really good ones. This is from from uh, Tamara. I want to share this. I sit near the cottage and saw the Sheffield goal, and it was so effortless, mm. I was shocked. And again, yeah. that's similar to how you reacted. Yeah, earlier. exactly. And I think the point for me is these 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 teams recently have been, you know, even this one-to-one marking, they're not giving us any space. You know, the plays aren't giving, the opposing teams aren't giving the respect that we maybe had at the beginning of the season. We've had a lot more space. The other teams yep. are sitting back, trying to absorb pressure. These other teams are saying, get at Fulham push at Fulham, press Fulham, force the mistakes. And that's what teams have been doing in recent weeks, and which is why we're not seeing the productivity and the points on the board. So right. game plan needs to change. Silva's got to find a uh, you know, solution very quickly or else that automatic promotion position is going to be at risk you know, by the time we get into the new year. Yeah, I listen, I totally agree with you. And before we talk about the second half, because again, at the very end of the show, I just want to mention we're going to share a very special video that was taken from you that's going to show the ending stages, the ending opportunities for Fulham. And I want to thank Emilio for taking that video. We're going to share that in just a bit. So hang tight with us on that. But before we do that, Emilio, I want to go over some talking points. Mm. And let's talk about the talking points. Let's talk about who were the passengers in this match. Because, again, I was, I'm was i not going to lie. I was hot. After this match, and I'm thinking, who did not play well? The the bigger question should be who played well, because because there weren't <laughs> that many. But who stood out for you as the passengers? I I just want to mention this: our Cottage Talk co-host and and also host of uh, one of the hosts of the uh, Fofcast, Mike Gregg, was begging for Anthony Robinson to be taken off at halftime. Yeah, yeah so Robinson. Yeah, he awful. stands out. Who else were the passengers? If you're Watching live, let us know who you thought were the passengers in this match because I think it really hurt us. Yeah, and I think you know I'm going to distinguish between passengers and those who actually got no space or actually didn't get any. Like Cabana, for example, I don't think Cabana necessarily was a passenger. I don't think he was a passenger. I, I just thought he was he was outmarked two often two against one, didn't have any space, and you know it was quite there was no other you know there's no other outlet other than him than him. I thought Cavallo for me was a big passenger. Or a small passenger because he's not the biggest bloke in the world. But you know what I'm trying to say. But he was a passenger. I thought he looked lost in that park. You know, he should. Have, I would have taken him off at half time. Um, but gave him a little bit more time. He came, he came off eventually, and we looked at, had a little bit more zip when he came off when Bobby Reed came on. You know, but I thought Cavalier was a passenger. Harrison Reed, you know, I'm not his biggest fan. Again, it just feels like he's running around like a headless chicken. And this was another game. What he kept doing was running round and round and round and round. What does he actually contribute to the game? So sorry, people don't like what I'm saying about Harrison Reed, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting. I don't think he was very good at all, to be honest he was with you. Poor, poor, slow, not strong enough, getting out fought, get out muscled, and you know, we, we, he looked a passenger. Seri, I thought was a passenger in the first half as well. So there's a Absolutely. few, few passengers there, to be honest. And 
you know, defensively, Ream didn't have his best game. You know, no. Toasted, I think, could have done, you know, should have done better with, with their goal, should have defended that better. And so there for me were the biggest passengers, in my opinion, to be honest. Okay. And again, listening to the broadcast or watching it, the commentary was why are Fulham not being more creative? And mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you, they just mm-hmm. weren't. And this goes back to were they moving the ball quick enough? Were they being too patient? Emilio, was it a little bit of Parker ball? I hate to go there. <laughs> But it, it felt a little bit like Parker Ball. It now, did. again, it did. Yeah. I'm just saying it was the patience instead of the urgency, taking some risks. And Fulham have taken plenty of risks. So here's the bigger point, Emilio. And you and I already talked about what did you think of our plan B here? Because, again, there was a plan B in the second half. You know, again, you bring on Tom Kearney, you bring on Bobby Deckard over Reed, and you bring on Moonies. When they brought in Moonies, it was definitely a change of shape and everything like that. Mm. So there was a plan B. It just didn't work. No, it, it didn't, didn't really. I didn't see this seismic change with the substitutions and the way things were going with the change. They bring on Robinson to be more aggressive, right? And when you bring on Moonies, it just didn't work a million. Yeah, we I had mean, no guess, wits. You know? That's no. the thing. You bring on your biggest, your biggest, you know, him and, you know, bring another forward, centre forward there, and you've got no wits. You take off, well, Robinson, who had a shocker, but albeit, no. we know, you know, he know he can come, for, he's got pace and can get, you know, can get average, so occasionally some good balls in the box. You know, the only other outlet we had wide was Tete. And again, he, you know, he wasn't, he was being pushed back and didn't have the freedom to come forward at times. So, to be honest, you then put Ream as a, as a left back. You put Kenny Tete into central defence. We looked an absolute bloody disjointed mess to be honest so that plan b didn't quite work tom kenny coming on for cavallo it was you know and sorry for um oh god it's uh you know when tom kenny came on a halftime for Sarri, it was the right thing to do but tom how many times did he touch the ball in that second half you know when cavallo got taken off right decision well, Bobby again, you know mooney's you know i'm still to be convinced you know he's given you know, but there was no service where's the wits no where was no the service wits. amelio there's Honestly. no wits so these two guys it's got two forwards looking for the ball, waiting patiently, and uh, you've got no wide men to get the ball into other than Tete. So, to be honest, it's, you know, we've got to go back to the dressing room. They can have their Christmas dinner early tomorrow and get back on the training ground ready for the Birmingham game next weekend. But overall, it just, it, we just look disjointed, fragmented, and confidence yep. is down. You know, Mitrovic's head is more down than up these days. The goals are not as forthcoming as usual. He had a frustrating day getting no service. And the players, you know, th- you know, th- when things aren't running to plan we're not given the space that we were given earlier part of the season and you know we're struggling to break these teams down how many goals have we scored in five now yeah. is it three it's just, is it three I goals? believe so, it's only three Emilio which yeah. is shocking right yeah so and, where's the quality where's the creativity yeah. where's exactly. the plan B that people are talking about there isn't at the moment there needs to be a plan B if we want to sort of push on in the new year we've got to find some well, solutions in and maybe we need a couple of reinforcements in the, in the January window just to right. give us that chance to get the automatic promotion. But at the moment, the wheels are dropping off quite quickly and uh, boom, you know, the likes of Blackburn, West Brom are starting to get pinch a few wins now as well. And the, the gap's closing. So it's, it's going to be an interesting second half of the season. We're not going to run away with this league, put it that way. This is what no. everyone expected two months ago. You know, the wheels have come off a bit. Okay. Emilio, how much of the blame do you put this loss on Marco Silva? Um, at the end of the day, I think when we when we saw the lineup, I think I think most of very us very strong. 
yeah, I thought we were reasonably comfortable with that lineup. I was comfortable with that starting eleven. To be honest, I'm glad to. I wanted to see Robinson back on instead of Joe Bryan. So you know, the fact that he, under, he underperformed and was woeful, that's still a that's still a liability. That position, that left back position, um, oh, we've got to think. Yeah. You know, there's a gap there. But overall, I think most of us would have taken that starting eleven. So I don't blame Silver to be honest. I just think we're lacking some intelligence in midfield. I don't think we're physically strong enough. I think okay. I'm seeing some of these teams in the Championship stronger, uglier. And we're we're not we're struggling to respond in that middle of the park. I think we're 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 missing a physical presence. Someone like a Josh Oliver type person, someone who's got who can, you know, who's a bit more of a bully, who's stronger. We'll see if Chalobah can fit that role. Maybe Chalobah, possibly. You know, he's not really impressed that much. He had a couple of good games early in the season, but with Reed in there, Seri in there, you know, Cavalio, Tom Kenny, all fairly lightweight to be honest. I think yep. it, we're not we're not being how do you say we're not dominating that middle. Harry Wilson lightweight yep. cabano lightweight so yes they've got pace but generally speaking our physical presence isn't good enough and i think teams are, are fighting their way through us a bit too easy that goal is a good example bit more strength in midfield you wouldn't have got past that easily right so that's a and, worry for me you know so you need that physical presence that bit of a bullying some right. bullying in there and i don't think we've got that in our in our squad at the moment you know we're, we're easy to to bypass, easy to push aside, and the referee was again wasn't the best tonight. And no, some of the decisions. I, I'm not going bit, there, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not blaming the referee there, overall, for this. Yeah, you know, Sheffield United were stronger. They bullied us. They were uglier, and you know, it was successful. It was successful. It was a winning formula, and like I've started the show, congratulations to them. I would still rather have our side. Yeah, and we'll see how they end up at the end of the year. I just see them as a team. That could potentially be mid-table. Maybe they make the playoff. Maybe they do. But I see that they are a beatable team, but they had a great game plan. Full credit to them. I'm just going to share some more comments here. Wayne says, you can't blame Marco Silva. Mm. Again, going back to your point on the starting 11, Mm. I was all for it. So to his point, I understand that. I'm just thinking more of when things weren't going right, you got to fix it. And... We just didn't fix it. Do you put and he the changed blame it on early. the players? And he changed it early, didn't he? So normally we, you know, I've been yeah. a little bit critical where he hasn't made he did. changes at half time. So he made a change at half time, which was he did. The one, you know, the one I called. And it was a right he decision did. to make. But Tom didn't really have any influence in the game. So it didn't really do anything yeah. of note. So it's not Marco Silva's fault that, you know, the players haven't turned up tonight. So it's a lot of it. Could be, I'm not defending anything here. I just feel that the team looks a little bit slightly devoid of confidence. Yep. We're lacking a bit of quality, but we're lacking physical presence in that middle of the park. And that, for yep. me, is starting to cause problems. Preston, Luton, tonight, Bournemouth. Look at these Look at these games. There's a common theme coming here. There's a common theme. Yeah, I was going to say, Emilio, it's something that we would say about my other team that I follow. There's a blueprint on how mm. to beat Fulham now. There's yeah. a blueprint. And now it's on Marco Silva and his staff to basically – beat this blueprint and find another way. But the players, you know, again, it's not just about Silva. It's the players. The players, again, there are too many passengers out there. So I'm not going to put all this blame on Silva. I'm just going to mention the fact that we're talking about a plan B. I'm also going to say, and I've said this to you off air, you know, I, I'm now full on board with January. I think you need players. You need central midfielders. Dare I say you need players to leave. And I'm not going to single anyone out, but there are players there, even tonight, that you need to seriously consider selling. And you need players that are going to be part of not just 
the here and now, but the future. And there are players there that, I'm sorry, man, they're just not good enough. And they keep showing you they're just not good enough. Okay. All right. All right, my friend. Before we end the show, coming up next, I'm going to share a video from the Fulham Shadow, and it's going to show you how close we're Fulham to getting that equalizer. Okay, Emilio. And I just want to thank Emilio Danello very much for taking this video. This video is the later stages of the match. It's probably, what, about 30 seconds, Emilio? Mm. And it's going to catch the opportunity from Mitro and also the opportunity from Harry Wilson. You're going to see how close it was. So I'm just going to play the video, and uh, then we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay, Emilio? Okay, sounds good. Here we go. Emilio, there you go. So let's now talk about that. Let me just uh, pull up. So I want to get your thoughts when you were watching that. And again, thank you so much for that video. That was, that was amazing. So let's talk about Mitro hitting the post and Wilson goes over the net. And again, I I've seen, I watched it live and it's like, man, that was close. But watching your video shows even closer how, how close it was. Yeah. It's it's just, again, it's one of those nights, you know, Shadow's gone dark again, typically. So, dark uh, again. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it just you know, you know, into injury time, into added time, and you know, literally, that was a moment. That was a moment to pinch a draw. And I don't think we even deserved a draw, to be honest. But I would have taken no, it. I don't think so. You know, all. in its mid, it, ball got a little bit stuck on the pitch again. You know, between Mitrovic's feet, and you know, maybe six games ago, that would have been in the top of the net again. Sometimes the connection is not as good as it can. He didn't hit it as sweetly and cleanly as he would have done, say, six weeks ago when he was banging in hat-tricks after hat-tricks. So it's those fine margins, right? So maybe yep. if, if that occurred back in the end of October, that probably would have been in the back of the net. Middle of December, maybe not, not so. But it's Wilson for me. You know, you've got to do better there. You've got to yeah. hit the target on that on that on that rebound off the off the corn off the crossbar. But overall, that was our that was our one opportunity in the whole game. That says it all. Yeah, you know, and that does and that does say it all, Emilio. That says it all. You know, we deserve nothing from that game. But no, about, we really, you know, I, I can't make an argument time. to get a point. I can't yeah. make an argument here. You know, no. again, it was a great opportunity, but we're talking at the very end of this match. We're talking about the <laughs> the tail end. So that tells you all you need to know. I do want to share a couple of comments. And Chris, I couldn't find your other one, but he does wish us Merry Christmas and and right back to you, Chris. But he's right about this. We started the show yeah. talking about the fans. There's more important things in football. Let's not get too down yeah. about this. Chris, you're 100% yeah. right. Yeah. We all were looking forward to this match. But in the end, it's not the most important thing in the world. It's our health. It's being yeah. Yeah. you know, being alive and being able to survive what we've been able to survive. That's number one. Yeah, totally Fulham agree. Is, is, is a wonderful thing that brings us all together. But you know what? It's most important will always be our health. And I want to wish you. A Merry mm-hmm. Christmas, Chris, all the film supporters, and you, Emilio. And I think that's a great way to end it. Because, yeah, absolutely. Because Chris brings up a wonderful point, and the most important thing is 
to remember that it's it's really not that bad. You know, yeah. it's a loss. It's not that bad. There are worse things going on in the world. Yeah, And you exactly. know what? But what's great about doing this show is that, as you see, all the people watching this live with us, Amelia, around the world, we're all foam supporters. We all care about mm-hmm. the team. But I think we all just basically the most important thing is that we are a family and all yeah. like the most important thing is that I want the family to be safe. Yeah. And I want to, and again, I'll end one, one last time. Merry Christmas to everyone. I'll give you final thoughts, Amelia. Yeah, absolutely. We talked off fair before we started the show about the most, you know, it's only a game of football at the end of the day. And, you know, our, the fact that, you know, you know, with all stuff, all these cases in the UK, the number of cases increasing day by day, it is a very worrying situation, but the, the, the few Bruno fought, you know, fought bravely to come outside on a cold winter's night. And, you know, you know, I'll still be there, you know, through good and through bad following this club. You know, they're, they're my passion. Exactly. They're, my, they're my love. 42 years supporting the club. You know, there have been worse days than today, put it that way. I've seen worse exactly. performances in lower divisions. So, Chris, I'm sure you, you can appreciate that as well. So, it's, you know, it's a game of football. We'll, we'll get better. We'll learn from this, hopefully. And then we can restart, press the start button again and hopefully push on in the new year. Yep. I'm just going to share some more comments. And our friend Anthea, all the way in New Zealand. Anthea, always love hearing from you. Merry Christmas, guys. Look forward to full and bounce back like after the Coventry game. I agree with you on that, Anthea. I hope we have it. And honestly, I cannot wait for that next Coventry match. It's not to the end of the season. I've got a personal thing with, with, with some of their supporters. But I'm glad that you brought that up. Okay. All right. Emilio, thank you so much for doing this. And again, thank you so much for having that video i'll uh i'll okay. figure out uh, a a better way to share it next time because I, I had that comment still on there but you know what the video speaks for itself it was great to do and uh we'll keep sharing some other videos as well it's great all absolutely. right absolutely well, happy christmas everyone around the world as well I hope you don't be too despondent about the game it's only one game out of 46 we've exactly. still got another 20 odd games to to recover we'll be exactly. we'll be beating more teams than losing so let's keep the faith exactly and before we go, I just want to just give a major thank you to everyone that's actually contacted me. I, I am taking a break from uh, from Twitter, and it's not even foam related. There's something that happened over the weekend that just said, you know what, it's time to take a break, um, a mental break. So I'm taking a break from Twitter. The Cottage Talk Twitter account will still be active, but my main account will not be active. And it could be a long time. I just need to walk away. And, and as we're talking about, just realize what's important. And it's my family. It's my friends like Emilio and everyone that watches and listens and the foam supporters, the Patriots fans as well. I just need to take a step back. And I want to thank everyone that's reached out to me. There've been so many people that reached out to me. I'm okay. I'm fine. It's just something that I just need to do. I, I do this every once in a while. I just need to take a step back. So anyways, thank you everyone. Well, it's time to wrap up the show. For the Fulton Shadow, Amelia Donnell doing a great job as a shadow tonight. I'm Russ <laughs> Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.